welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Today we are going to talk about uh, New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed a little bit. We're going to talk about 205 Live a lot of bit. And then we're going to talk about In Your House 16 Canadian Stampede from the year 1997. And we have some questions and some news and notes and other things. But before we get to that, my name is John. And joining me this week, as she does every week, is the Randy Rose to my Dennis Condry, Marianne. Hello. Man, that reference went flying Brian over my head. That is perfectly fine. It is the original Midnight Express from the years 1980 to 1983. So there you go. I was not even thought of yet. There you go. How are you? I am good. I I tried to take a nap. I was feeling... um, Nappish mm-hmm. when I got home. From, I usually feel nappish when I get home from work, and so I like tried, and I think it was just me going like thinking too much about my nap that made me not nap. Right, which is weird. But you know what? I think that's probably why I've never had a hard time with um, different time zones. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I went to, I didn't have a problem when I was like eight, and I went over to the East Coast. I totally didn't have a problem when I was like fifteen, and I went to England. Yeah. Like, at all. Because I think I could fall asleep at any time of day comfortably. Nice. Always good. decent. So, I don't know. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, we are uh, all over the place over here. We were supposed to record on Tuesday, and then we figured that we weren't going to leave until Friday morning. So then we moved back to our regular recording program time. But, uh, yeah, we're going to... So we stressed ourselves out for nothing, basically. Eh, not really. I mean, I feel like it worked out okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to a wedding on Friday, and then we come back Saturday evening. Um, yeah, that's pretty much... Where's the wedding at? The wedding is in Watsonville. John, you're going to be near me. Yep, but I'm going to a wedding. So, Watsonville. Excellent. That's where Where the... at in Watsonville? Mount Madonna. Oh, Mount Madonna! Literally, like actually, the top of the mountain. I I guess I don't know. I have no idea. That Mount Madonna is okay. So the the hill right there, Mount Madonna is right in between Watsonville and Morgan Hill. Oh, cool. That's like what's separating the two places is like that mountain range. And nice. Mount Madonna is like right on the top. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going there. Um, Bampow TV's Kenneth is getting married, so we're we're going to that. Ah, uh, Kenneth, what is the frequency? We'll never know. Never. We real disappointed in that. We'll never. I was know. hoping one day I would know. Um, kudos to anybody that got that joke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like really close to Morgan Hill. Yeah. But yeah. So you're leaving. You're coming back one Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night because we have to be here Sunday morning because the. New season of Doctor Who uh, premieres bright and early at 10.45 a.m. The My stepdad and my mom have been watching quite a lot of Doctor Who lately. Yes, it's, it's been, been on BBC. Yeah, it's been marathoning on BBC. Yep, and they've been watching it. And every time I walk out, I go, this show is creepy. And then I go into my room and I don't watch it. 
Fair enough. There's too much. There's too much about it that freaks me out. Right. I think that's probably why I was never able to like really fully throw myself into supernatural either because it was just way there was like way too many creepy things. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm all like I like creepy TV shows. I mean, I love like tr- like crime shows and stuff. But there's just right. something about like if there's too many episodes where there's a character that has a dead stare, I'm like not down. Right. I can't handle it. Yeah. But um, but that's what they've been watching. And I'm like, oh, I think of you every time. Because oh. my stepdad will make like a veiled like Doctor Who joke to my mom. And then they giggle together. And I'm like, oh, that's what that's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But I haven't had, I haven't been to a wedding in forever. Yeah. Like, you, uh... you think with as many friends that I have, yeah. I would have been to more weddings or you... been invited to more weddings. But I think all of them are good enough friends to remember that I am no fun at parties. Right. So, well, I wasn't at, at, at one point. I would be better now. This is me shouting out to everyone on the internet, invite me to your wedding. <laughs> what up? But yeah. Anyways, you watched New Japan. You I were did. at New Japan. Yeah, Lauren and I went to New Japan uh, pro And wrestling. only one of you kept up your promise to me. Oh, I took pictures. I just didn't post them. You said you deleted them, you asshole. Yeah, I did that too. I did deleted them <sighs> and also didn't post them. Um, yeah, we went to New Japan. We had amazing seats. Apparently, I forgot that the seats I got were somehow better than the seats we had last time. They were better than uh, um, uh, PWG regulars New Japan seats. They were sitting like like three or four rows behind you to the left. Oh. Yeah, but because I, I, I could recognize the same people in their pictures that were in your pictures, but you were closer. Oh, yeah. How does that make you feel? Rich John Pinkle. <laughs> it makes me feel great. I yes, I'm certainly I'm people s- that always get ringside tickets I'm for s- PWG. I'm so rich. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what you can you can take away from this. Um, it was a lot of fun. All the matches were entertaining and good. I would say my favorite match of the night was probably the main event was was Golden Lovers taking on Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, other than that, also the Young Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny was a pretty good match. Uh, can we talk about Dustin though? I mean, sure. What do you want to talk about? Just, just how great he is. Yeah, I mean, he was he was pretty good in the six man he was in. Even though I can't he, remember who they I think were. I remember texting him after and going, "Hey, man, did you win?" And he went, "Fuck no." Yeah, I think they went up against. Oh yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> was that that match? The was that that match? Oh boy, I can't remember. It was it was chaos, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but it was. Um, I feel like it was. I'm gonna get the the New Japan show mixed up with the one in Vegas. Oh, they fought because they, the same weekend, right? They fought Flip Gordon, Chris Sabin, and uh, PWG Bola 2018 winner Jeff Cobb. God damn, fuck Flip Gordon. And they were ta- they uh, best friends were tagged with Hiroki Goto, dude best friends i miss freaking greg also speaking of flip gordon the last episode of last podcast and i left was flat earth which reminds me of flip gordon oh, and yeah. um everyone's dad aj styles yeah i have to uh i have to, i'm behind on those right now but yeah the yeah, show I am too. the show was fun i thought it was very we had back-to-back title t- changes uh the iwgp tag team championships uh tongalo and tamatanga beat the young bucks and then yes juice robinson i love it i love it when the young bucks lose <laughs> uh and then juice robinson lost the iwgp united states heavyweight championship to cody 
it in a I for me a shocker, but I guess um you know, whatever. I heard that Juice Robinson totally turned down a deal to the WWE recently. Oh, to like go back? Yeah. Interesting. Like a lucrative deal, and he was like, no, nah, I'm good. Hmm. Very interesting. But yeah, it was a fun show. Uh, it ended with the announcement that uh, the show, I believe this is Monday, the King of Pro Wrestling show is going to end with um, an IWGP Heavyweight Championship triple threat match. Between Kenny Omega, Kota, Abushi, and Cody. Uh, more on that card a little later. We'll get to that. But let's talk about 205 Live, Marion. Yes, let's. Uh, I think last week we forgot to mention the the new Then, Now, and Forever open. What do you think yeah, of it? Yeah, I briefly thought, is this new? But then I was like, I don't pay attention. So it could have been around forever, and I just never noticed. Oh no! It just it just came around. What did uh, you... so therefore I don't have an opinion on it yet. Oh, all right. I mean, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, that's that's really the only opinion I have on it so far. Is that that it looks nice and cool, and it is better than what we had before. Uh, Drake is talking. He's saying some stuff to us and some things about tonight's show, which is always great. He's got a very nice spray tan going. Dude, how does that shit not wipe off on everything he's wearing? I have no idea. He could never commit a crime and get away with it. That shit would rub off on literally every piece of evidence. It would be everywhere, yes. Uh, We opened the show with Jack Gallagher and Akira Tozawa. Uh, I loved the someone didn't get the maroon jacket memo. Okay, I just need to talk about how much I love Vic Joseph. He has some of my favorite Instagram stories. Yeah. And they're usually with Renee. Oh, wow. Which is great. Like, they play off each other really well. Like, there's a 0% chance he isn't chill as fuck. Nice. He's so funny. And he's also, he's also, he posted something where it showed the inside of his freezer. And his freezer was just, like, like Totino's pizza rolls and Ben and Jerry's. Nice. And he was, like, proof that, like, I have all the food I need. I don't need any more food groups. Like, spoiler alert, I already ate the dino chicken nuggets. Oh, no. And I was like, he is reading my mind. And I was like, dude, just skip it out and get dibs instead of Ben and Jerry's. And then you don't have to use any utensils. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the maroon jacket memo. And then Nigel was like, tried to like, it's it's mauve. He said mauve, but it's pronounced mauve. And is that a color? Like, what is that? Yes, mauve. It's, it's, it's like a it's like an ashy light lilac purple color. Mm, OK, it's like a grayish purple. Um, and then Percy was like, move, it's move. What the fuck is move? I'm uncultured and terrible. And I only wear blue because I'm boring. Whoa. But to be fair, it was neither, neither, nobody was wearing mauve anyway. Oh, all right. So, um, but yeah, it was Jack Gallagher and Akira Tozawa. Yeah. I thought this match was fine. I didn't really have any notes on it. I I mean, again, scream before he kicked him. That was great, yeah. But it's hilarious. But again, it was insane. Again, uh, Akira Tozawa has one of the best suicide dives. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um. I don't think I give enough credit to Jack Gallagher for his dedication to character. Like, I mean, he even has a signature walk and stance. <laughs> yes. Like yes, when he, he does. the way he carries himself when he walks to the ring, and even whenever he's like not wrestling, he always has a stance, and he's always on the ball. Yeah. Like, all the time. It's absolutely. kind of brilliant. It really sets him apart. Like you could always tell him apart. Right, definitely. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, but yeah. Percy, Percy made that stu- the stupid mistake of saying that um, was putting down Gulak's um, wanting everything to be grounded. Right. You're taking the excitement out of the most exciting show. And I'm like, okay, excitement's relative, you piece of shit. It's a relative concept. Yes, it is. Just because you don't think submission moves and hard hits are cool doesn't mean they aren't exciting. Very true. Your opinion is terrible and uninformed, as is your taste in attire. Hashtag maroon. My goodness. But yeah, I don't know. Percy Percy is just very uninformed. So Akira Tozawa gets the win, and then Drew Gulak has a microphone. Translation, shut your pie holes and listen to everything he says. And uh, we're also going to watch a PowerPoint presentation. It makes its uh, triumphant return. Um, I think PowerPoint, like when I was in high school and I had to use it, like it's like a lost art form. I don't think I've ever seen someone use PowerPoint to like its max potential. Mm. Mm-hmm. They just use like the most boring features of it. Like when there's so many features. Yes. All of the but, features. Yeah, this PowerPoint presentation was just like the lead up to the most obvious turn. Like, yeah. can we make it any more obvious? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this was a very, uh, yeah. We knew where this and was going. Our our our, our Drew is, is disappointed and we can't have that. He is disappointed in the Brian Kendrick and uh, Kendrick attacks. He was disappointed in his dad. Yes, he was. Kendrick attacks. And then uh, they overwhelm him and beat the shit out of him. So Kendrick is out. Well, their dad was holding them back, to be honest. Gotta yeah. take off them training wheels. Very true. Uh, Drake Maverick, our dad Rick, is up next. And, <laughs> wow, uh, that was, how did you... You said that smoothly. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Who is this lady, Marianne? Who is she? Um, Kayla Broxton. It's Kayla, yes. I, we found uh, I love her on Twitter, but her fire her makeup artist. That lip color is not doing her any favors. Oh, the w- the WWE glam team, you mean? It's awful. Who that g- lip color is terrible, and it should never be on anyone. Do you think these are the same people that gave Ronda Rousey raccoon eyes? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So she, uh, Kayla asks, "What's going on with uh, Hot Cop Mustafa Ali?" You just made the list. And our our commissioner says that the hot cop is a reckless cop how dare we mention the hot cop like how dare they mention him but not show him yeah what the fuck so uh that is that is just a ripoff right there and i'm already over it we find out that the next time hideo Atami and mustafa ali you just made the list meet it will be a match that no one will want to miss uh, all righty you mean a match that we've seen three times already? Yeah, so I wonder if there's there's some mis- there's mystery to what he was saying. So I wonder if it's going to be some sort of match, like more With, than like, a match match. <laughs> a match matchy, not a match matchy. This they will fight in a match match. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, hopefully we will we will find out very soon is that happening next week yes that's going to be next week and then also uh leo rush open challenge next week let's see what's going on here and uh here comes a shoot i need to get what a, a freaking brat button for shoot week so what a brat uh, i mean i get it that's the point of his character but you don't have anything to offer you can't have an open challenge if you don't have anything to offer that's like just assuming that your importance like, that's not how this works. Like, your coworkers have to ask and earn matches each week. You can't just book yourself. Can you even legally drink? Marion, you're saying he doesn't have anything to offer anyone? No! What about... You can't do an open 
challenge unless you're t- like you offering a title to somebody. An open challenge for a title. You can't just be like open challenge to fight me. Like he everybody is else undefeated. Has to earn and ask for a match. He is undefeated. Who gives a shit? He's also the man of the hour. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know this? He's half a man. <laughs> half a man of the hour. How has someone not said that? Also, apparently Corey Graves on commentary on Monday called him Meatwad. And uh, I oh laughed really hard when I saw that. He said he sounds like Meatwad. That's great. He, he, that's hilarious. And it doesn't surprise me. No. Like like he's got something like covering his mouth. That's how Meatwad sounds, right? Yeah, kind of. But yeah, like Leah Rush, like everybody else has to like earn matches each week. They, need, they earn being showcased and stuff. You can't just be like, I'm going to have an open challenge and it's going to be the biggest of deals. Like I an open challenge, I just want nobody to, to to show up. I wonder who it will be. Watch, I want it to be like like Tony Nice, and then he he beats him. Oh God, Tony Nice. Uh, apparently, NXT this week was like the weirdest episode of NXT. We didn't watch it, but NXT has been weird lately. Period. It went from apparently it went from Lacey Evans match. To, that was so awful. To Forgotten Sons, which I don't have a, a, pin, a strong opinion on either way. And then Tony Nese versus Johnny Gargano. So the most forgettable NXT. <laughs> Probably. Oh my fucking God. Uh, next up was our main event. It was uh, Kalisto taking on one TJ Perkins. You just made the list. And oh my God, he's wearing his opponent's shirt. What a true fucking heel. My God. Yes. Um, fun fact, Vic, but TJ literally played a lot of people in the 2K games. Joke's on you for trying to call him a loser nerd. Wow. For playing a lot of video games, because TJ literally was the motion capture person for the 2K games. There so you go. fuck off. Um, if anybody knows how to play those games, it's him, because he's literally playing himself. And also, his, um, his, uh, his theme song is a video game song, basically. Yeah. He loves video games. This just in. That's the point. That's literally all he does. This just in. Video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was a callback. Uh, <laughs> man. He ripped it off, and I was like, yes, take it off. He, he ripped the shirt off. Oh, my God. My God. He is just flawless. Just disrespecting the Ugh. Lucha House Party. Oh, my God. I love him. He's gorgeous. So Kalisto looks super strange with no wrist tape or whatever he usually wears. It was it was uh, it was very weird for me. Wait, he, was he missing like arm guards or something? I yeah, it was something. He was. I don't know what he normally wears. And, he looked like more naked than usual. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered to actually look up apparently what he usually wears. But I think you're right. I think it's arm guards. Yeah. But, yeah. He he looked strange, and I didn't. It was freaking me out. Um, I love that line. They were like doing that lying down, flipping over with the leg shit for a while. Uh huh. And it reminded me of playing airplane with my dad. Did you yes. ever play that yes. with your dad? I did. Yes. That's what it was to me. And um, it made me happy. I think uh, Kalisto's just such a little flippy dude. I don't have a lot of notes for the first part of this match, but I love that flippy over the back into an arm drag movie. Yeah, that was really cool. That was cool. There's a lot of cool uh, stuff going on in in the first half of this match. Then we decided to rip. Then we decided to rip part of Kalisto's mask off. My well, that's what he gets for wearing a mask with so much material to grab onto. Yeah. 
Also, what if it just grew back like he was a lizard? That'd be fucking freaky, and I would not, <laughs> I would not like that at all. Um, what if he like ripped? I went to go rip off Kalisto's mask, but like Kalisto's mask is like actually his face. Ooh, and gross. it was just skull underneath. <laughs> That's fucking really weird, and I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know why my mind. Where I don't know where my mind went. Oh God. Um, victory bomb off the top rope. That was pretty. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was, yeah, it was close distance to the post for sure, too. That scared me. Uh, and the knee bar shit was, was very good. The fight to get out of it, the near fall, and then the fight to get out. It was just, uh, it was good it stuff. It was so, this match was, what a fucking match. Um, he totally ambushed him with that knee bar. Yeah. And I was straight up cackling at my desk. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, uh, yes! <laughs> And uh, TJP going back to the mask, trying to rip it off. and uh, it, He doesn't care. It didn't work for him. He got rolled up in the one, two, three, and he lost. No! And then, like, he, and then he ended up taking off the mask anyway. Imagine the smugness if everybody saw Kalisto's face. The smugness TJP would feel if everyone found out that he, a luchador was basically just a white guy from Michigan. Hey, kayfabe. kayfabe we'll huh? get to kayfabe. You just you just broke kayfabe. How dare you? Well, <laughs> and that was basically two hundred five live. We'll 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 get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in our next segment where I talk about kayfabe. Let's talk about in your house sixteen Canadian Stampede nineteen ninety seven. Uh, we were actually just I think we were going to watch one match from this, but then uh, you know. We just, we watched, just watched the whole, the whole thing. thing. We watched the whole thing because we thought maybe we wouldn't be. Anyway, we watched the whole thing. Who cares? It's it was July sixth, nineteen ninety seven, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, at the Saddle Dome, which might explain why everyone was wearing gigantic fucking hats. Oh my god! The state of these graphics and this music that we were getting to open the show. My god! Oh my god! I want this all to come back, except the sexism. <laughs> That fair fair enough oh man um uh, this was when vince mcmahon was still on commentary and uh i have a question marianne this three-man booth was vince mcmahon uh jim ross and jerry the king waller what did we think of this match or these these people on commentary i i, I remember saying this in the past that i preferred two-man booth and i think i'll stick with that um, Vince McMahon, it basically like listening to Vince McMahon talk, it, it is like he's a slightly more perverse Michael Cole, which makes sense because he's talking in Michael Cole's ear mm-hmm. every night. But um this is just too much noise. Like the more people, the harder it is to control the content that's coming out of their mouth. Right. That's why this podcast has two people. Fair enough. Uh actually and still I interrupt a lot. <laughs> Can confirm. Uh <laughs> For for me, I actually think this three man booth didn't interrupt each other as much as say three man booth do now. Oh, for sure, definitely. But yeah. I think I think it was more instead of talking over each other, it was more just noise. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I I I, uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed these three together in this uh, I, event. I I hate Jerry Lawler. Yeah, but the hat though. I wish it would cover his mouth it instead could. of his like his entire face, but mostly his mouth because I hate listening to him it talk. Covered his entire face. Uh, this show, 
Sorry. This show uh, won the best major show for 1997 in the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Marion, before we get into it, what did you think of this show as a whole? I thought it was a pretty solid show all around. Yeah, I I agree. I think it was. I think it was. Um, it went off without a hitch. I think everything that happened was like happened how it sh- how how it was meant to. Yes. Um, there wasn't there wasn't a. I don't know how to describe it. I also feel that the atmosphere itself was very different. Oh yeah, definitely. They and they. It was. It was. It was less. It was. I don't know how to explain it. Let's just talk about the. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the at the top of the show, they explain like up is down, black is white, everything's crazy in Canada. That's basically uh, no offense, Dan, but that's basically how they described it in the uh, in the. There, o- nothing's if, if dude. If anything in Canada was crazy, your freaking national anthem would be better, but it's terrible. <laughs> oh jeez. Goodness gracious, Marianne. Admit it, Dan. He probably won't. There's a reason why people only remember the first words. Oh, Canada. And then they forget the tune of the rest because it's so bad. Our home and native land. That's all I know. But Anyway, we open the show with Hunter Hurst Helmsley taking on Mankind. And this was before he was Triple H, Marianne. Is this your first time seeing non-Triple H? Uh... Yes. Um, my note is, look at that chic Pollyanna braid. <laughs> he looks like a wood elf on steroids. I know, right? Goodness. And we have... That uh... being said, he still exudes I'm a massive piece of shit. <laughs> well, he's doing his job. Also, China's here. Rest in peace. Yeah, watching this just makes me appreciate Sam Witwer's portrayal of her even more for the accuracy. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we also get a little, uh, like a vignette with the voiceover, and it took me a minute to be like, who in the hell is this? And then it turned out to be uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, and just the state of this promo package, goodness gracious, this was this was amazing. And, and also the state of Fink's hat, holy moly. So much going on. Yeah, there's a whole lot just going on right there. And this was right before dude love made his debut because uh man the crowd loved mankind at this point or did they hate hunter the world may never know it was both let's be honest i mean (laughs) i came into i mean i just came into this and i could even tell that that was the vibe i need you to explain to me the pokemon evolutions of mcfoley though oh man okay so it would because i literally like i know that they're all the same person yes but i don't know Oh boy! So yeah. we we have we started out with Cactus Jack, and I feel like before that he actually had a different name. Before that, I think it was Jack Fo- Cactus Jack Foley. I think it was just Jack Foley, or J- I can't remember. But basically, it goes Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude Love, back to Cactus Jack. Then retired, comes back as Mick Foley, I think. Wait, where's Mankind? Santa Claus is the last one. Yeah, uh, I know. Santa Claus is the last one. But Ma- Mankind would be the second in the in the evolution if we're going three faces here. So ca- okay. it goes Cactus Jack, dude, or Mankind, Dude Love, back to Cactus Jack. Anyway. So Dude Love is his well, Dude Love is like his ultimate form. Before he transcends into, like, he yes. ascends into Santa Claus 
immortaldomness. Yes, I would say that would so. Work terribly. <laughs> um, man, this match was fucking nutty. Um, the chi- I loved how the uh, the China interfering because I liked how they kind of uh, worked it together. Like they yeah, worked it was, so well worked together, really well together. And she does just as and like and 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 she's the type of interfering where she's not interfering in like a catty way. She's interfering where she's doing more damage to you than he did the entire match. Yes, great heel work. Yeah, um, Lawler needing to know where she was at all times so he can confirm to himself that he is indeed a straight white man in a comically large hat. <laughs> He's always like, "Where's China? 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 China?" Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Fuck you, Lawler! Shut up! We know where China is." Just I hate him. I hate also, him. also, uh, I think. I think I read an article somewhere that was like Triple H's greatest feuds, and of course they put the Undertaker at top because whatever. But yeah, whatever. I feel like these two they worked so well together, and I don't think I actually understood until I watched this match and then you know read ups on some other stuff how long they actually feuded for because it was a I long time. Th- yeah, I-, I think in a way they're still feuding. Oh yeah, definitely. Triple H in the war with Santa Claus. <laughs> Trips in the war against Christmas. Oh, man. He hates Christmas. Um, <laughs> We get to see, and we'll see more of this next week. Spoiler alert for our match for next week. But uh, Mick Foley takes a lot of punishment in this match, including getting power slammed into the goddamn steps. That shit was gnarly. Uh, these two were all over the place. I don't even know how long they were in the ring. There's a lot of interference, a lot of great heel work. I think it from... was about 50-50. Yeah, it seemed like If anything, like 60-40, 60 outside the ring. Yeah, something like that. It was a double count out. I think that it was. It became more and more obvious that that was going to be what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, definitely. Because the longer the match went and the ref lost control like ages ago. Yeah, he had, he had no control over this, and we... They we're fighting on the outside. They're still fighting, and the actual next match they had was at SummerSlam, and that was the steel cage match uh, in the big blue cage, which I believe was where Mick Foley, or I'm sorry, Mankind did the elbow off the top of the cage, or the splash off the top of the cage like Jimmy Superfly Snuka, which is basically the reason why he started to wrestle. But anyway... Let's talk about this stampede parade. Holy shit. Dude. My God. Uh, Michael Hayes just doing the Lord's work on voiceover. This is very amazing stuff that was I going on. Honestly, like, going to the stampede parade and just the like the crowd in general. Mm-hmm. I Fight me if you don't think that Canadian tuxedos are a real fucking thing. Who's, t- who's telling you otherwise? There are people that don't know what a Canadian tuxedo is. Oh, they don't? You need to fucking watch that and count how many people in the audience are wearing denim on denim on denim. <laughs> because it's a fucking thing. Well, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, we, <laughs> we were backstage with the Hart Foundation and Stone Cold's trying to get him some already. He just wants to punch everyone in their faces. And I feel you, Stone Cold. It didn't happen. Now, let's talk about this next match, which I think is a match uh, more people need to watch and talk about. Uh, it was Taka Michinoku taking on the great Sasuke. Thank you. You're welcome. I saw the notes. I texted you before I even put them in the notes. <laughs> I think that's part of why you, you said JR says he has a hard time with Japanese. Yes. 
They, they repeatedly, I wanted, I think this is why I was like, there was too much noise going on because the amount of times that they said Sasuke yeah. or um, Sasuki or anything like that, and that's wrong. It would be spelled yes. differently if that's how it was it, pronounced. It would be, yes, definitely would be. Because uh, if you look at the name Suzuki, like, there's, I, 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 I took Japanese, so that's why it, like, bothers me that I cannot understand how there's, there's a pronunciation problem with Japanese, because everything is broken down into two, like, like, syllables. Right. And it's, and, like, Su, like, if it's in, if Su, if it's in the middle of a, a word like Asuka. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, pronounce boy. it. Remember Oscar? How hard, I had a hard time pronouncing that. It's it's it, there's there's a lot of emphasis on the wrong syllable going on. Yeah. And but um, I was like, it's Sasuke, Sasuke, Sas, like the, just the 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 s yeah. part, just pronouncing that s. You can hear the u in there. You don't need to overemphasize the u. It's already there. Oh boy. Yeah. Sorry. Language class with Marianne. So. Um, uh. Michinoku Sasuke, uh, I forgot how much of a banger Taka Michinoku's theme song was. The fact that they don't feed the music through the recording is so dated, like I can barely hear it. <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't give you an opinion on it because I was like, there's music happening, but I really cannot hear I I loved the specifics it. Of and uh Sasuke's music was also a certified banger. I wonder if that was his actual music that he used in Japan. Uh I love that we. Uh, someone says we're going to go to pre-recorded comments from from Great Sasuke, and nope, that doesn't happen. We just uh, mankind and Hunter are still fighting. Yeah, I thought I thought that was like okay. That's that was like they came out and and the first thing I thought was how fucking disrespectful. Oh, the the pre-recorded comments. No, no, how fucking disrespectful to just interrupt at the beginning of that match. Yeah, I mean, but we just did come out like it didn't even matter. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, I understand that, but also the the match didn't start until they were done doing whatever they were doing. Like it wasn't like the match was happening and they're like, "Wait a minute, let's cut to this." That's true. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, first of all, didn't they say it was like the first time both of them wrestling? It's like both of their debuts, and then yes. you fucking have that train wreck come into the." Yeah, I hear that. I but they were both dressed like makeshift superheroes. Yes, yes, they were. Um, I'm talking like underwear over the leggings. <laughs> um Sasuke was you, just Taka. Sasuke was just beating the living shit out of Taka half half of this match. That jumping roundhouse kick. Oh my god. I loved how he didn't out. even go for the cover after. Yeah, because he wanted to punch and kick him more. It was great. Uh Taka catching the leg and just slapping Sasuke right in the face was great. Um that crazy kick Sasuke gave him off the top. It was almost like I think they called it a karate kick. Yeah, where he po- he did a, a regular kick, but he posed all karate yes, style he po- and he jumped off. Yes, so that was crazy too. Um, and then those corner kicks that Sasuke was giving Taka, he kicked him in the face a couple of times, gave him the old Brie Bella, if you know what I mean. Oh um, <laughs> topical, uh, dude. Uh, that leg whip though. Ooh, holy was, shit! I loved shit. it so much. It's good stuff. I, oh I actually just have a note here that says, everyone go fucking watch this match as soon as possible. I'm not even halfway through it. Uh, and then his next note in all caps is, Acai Moonsault! Acai Moonsault, which uh, JR called Springboard Moonsault, which is fine because that's what it is, but pay pay homage, sir. Well, he would butcher saying it anyway. Very true. Um, 
I think I John, I think like my biggest gripe with just the pronunciation mm-hmm. is that they're not even trying to be professional or respectful about it. Right. You would want to learn how to say someone's name properly, right? Yes. And they don't even try. Yes. And I'm just like, that's so fucking rude in my mind. I'm like, yeah. you don't want to just continuously butcher someone's name like over and over again. Like, it's just I would I would try and be a little, a little bit cultured about it. It's yeah. Just rude. Yeah. I hear you. I um, hear you. But yeah, I witnessed a Michinoku driver from Michinoku. Oh, my goodness. The Michinoku driver. The crowd went fucking insane like they had never seen anything so cool in their life. And they're bless their soft denim Canadian little hearts. My God, they absolutely loved that shit. It was I, that, that's That's one thing I really loved about, um, I think, just this pay-per-view in general, is that there was that craziness with um, Trips Trips. Yeah. And Santa, like, going on over on the side. But they still gave the respect and, like, the like the the attention that this match needed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was going to be, like, sometimes where you're watching a really good match on 205 Live. Yeah. And the crowd's, like, fucking dead. Oh, yeah, definitely. You no, know, no, like, no, they, no. they knew what they were watching was special. Yeah, they they laid out this, this pay-per-view very nicely. It was, yeah. it was laid out very very well i mean i, I could have done without the undertaker wrestling at all but. well we'll get we'll get to that let's talk about just the smoothness of this match the uh yeah. springboard moonsault pinning combo from sasuke that shit was great and then followed up by the v- <laughs> fucking deadly ass power bomb and then followed up by a tiger suplex thank you dan i could not remember what a double underhook German suplex was called. And I said, Dan, what is this called? And he said, you mean a tiger suplex? And I said, yes, thank you. To me, I just saw a bridge. <laughs> Fair and enough. Like, and I was like, and that's how we're having him him win? Yeah, ti- tiger that's suplex. It? Hey, it's a finish. Eh. Meanwhile, outside in the middle of the fucking day... It- <laughs> Trips punched a civilian. He did. Uh, they were just beating the shit out of each other some more. Uh, then we go to some promo packages. Uh, I think I think Todd Pettengill was doing these, but I could be wrong. Um, Ahmed Johnson was supposed to face The Undertaker, but he got all fucked up. Um, and then I, I completely forgot about um, Paul Bearer and Vader. I forgot that they were... That they were a thing, but this was... I I was like, I have zero backstory on this. I was so confused. So this was basically when Paul Bear was just hitching his wagon to anybody else, and he's like, Undertaker, you murdered your family, and you know you murdered them, and you had a brother, and you killed him too. And then he's like, just kidding. Later on, obviously, he's like, just kidding. Here's Dad Kane. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, but you know he he <laughs> murdered his parents. Who's like way taller than you. Yeah, you murdered your parents in a fire, and it's a whole thing. And yeah, he just uh, said he murdered his family, and I was like, wait, didn't he totally have an alive kid at that point? <laughs> I didn't know like what family oh, he was referring right, to. Right, 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 right. No, and I love <laughs> I loved when Paul Bear turned on the Undertaker, and it's just that thing of him like jumping off the apron and hitting him with the urn and falling over immediately. He is like entertainment at its finest yeah he is i absolutely love him rest he's, in peace he's the best also his name itself is just a super subtle relatively clever pun which i can totally appreciate oh it's good shit uh it's great i, there, I think there was like a line where he was like oh shit and it was like the funniest <laughs> thing i'd ever heard um i was like he is just 
playing it level 11 constantly. Yeah. And I love it. So our next match was The Undertaker, who is the WWF champion at this time, taking on uh, the very underutilized in WWF, Vader. More on that later. Uh, In true John Pingle form, I skipped the entire Undertaker entrance. And in true Apprentice form, because I'm not a fucking Padawan, Mm. I did too. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It, was, it is nice to know now, though, watching this, that they've leveled up the playing field with entrances, like, a little bit mm-hmm. since then. Because to me, all the entrances so far had been, like, they were, like, meh. Like, all the lights were still on. Yes. And then The Undertaker, it's like, we blew our entire budget on this entrance. <laughs> and then everybody else has to come out, like, with the lights still on. Yeah. Now they've put like every like a lot of people get pyro and stuff like that, but fucking Undertaker. Yeah, man. Um, yep. but in your opinion, when should he have retired? So, I can't believe I've never asked you this question. Yeah, before. I just saw this, um, and I went, "Oh fuck!" Uh, so now I have to figure out. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going by WrestleMania matches. Okay. So let's see. Because that's the Undertaker at his absolute worst. Well, I'm just let's see. So, uh, seventeen and zero, he was still fine. Eighteen and zero, he was still fine. I feel like twenty and zero, he was still fine. He honestly should have retired after Brock beat him. In my opinion, that should have been the end of it. Okay, I'll rephrase my question. When were you sick of seeing the Undertaker? I was sick of seeing the Undertaker. Let's see here. Which one did they use? The fucking bullshit end of an era. I think WrestleMania when he went twenty and oh. So what is that? WrestleMania. It was the it was the WrestleMania before he fought CM Punk. So twenty eight was when I was just like, all right, I'm done with this shit. I was expecting you to say um, before he even started wrestling. <laughs> no, I mean or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, we're, and we may watch this match at some point. I, I'm trying to think of what WrestleMania it was, but The Undertaker versus Ric Flair was a fucking amazing match, and I can't find it. I feel like it was... That's two old fucks. It was when he went 10-0, and 0, so it wasn't even like... Oh, that's not... Yeah. So this was, I think, in 2002, so I fucking actually love that match. And, uh, yeah, well, anyway, let's, let's talk about this match a little bit. We saw the, uh, the winged eagle belt. What do you think of that belt, Marianne? I didn't notice. I was too busy just rolling my eyes at the existence of the Undertaker. Oh, boy. Okay. So we'll just get he through this. He looks, like, way taller. Yeah, he it's did. It's like, what happened? Oh, I remember also that old people shrink. They do shrink. But, um, I didn't notice. It was just like, I was like, wow, he has all of his hair. Yes. Um, and I still think, they, I think at that point he was probably already dying his eyebrows and beard, though. I mean, probably. But still, Paul Bear is all I care about, to be honest. Like, I love him. He just yeah. makes me so oh, happy. I was just like all full of smiles every time I saw him. He's the, he's just like the, the most adorable thing. Um. Also, I believe JR said the phrase... Hunt with the big dogs. So, oh, I heard that, and I thought of you. <laughs> um, and then we also just have Paul Bearer at ringside just yelling, you ain't nothing but a murderer, over and over again. And uh, then getting so easily spooked. Yes, uh, hiding behind the, the ring. So that adorable. was good stuff. Um, 
Vader just bumping like a madman. With I think he took two of those backward bumps over the top rope. Yes. Which was insane. Uh, Paul Bear hitting The Undertaker with the shoe was also... I was laughing so hard. Was also But then great. also, this is the fastest I've ever seen Taker move. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. at like a comfy 50 miles an hour as yeah. opposed to his usual dead. Yes. So... I was like, he's still got some, he's got, he's not dead yet. No. Um, I also forgot about the teardrop makeup that the Undertaker had. What a, Oh my god, what that's awful. Fucking goober. Uh, <laughs> fucking goober. The undead goober. There's also one point where Undertaker gets kicked, he gets a low blow kick from Vader, and the referee's just like, sure, alright, whatever. No, we'll get to that, because it happens again later, and I think that low blows are just legal in Canada. It seems like it. Yeah, because even the commentators were like, he just low-blowed him. They're like, the ref's not going to do anything about that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, didn't even care. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll go with that. The Whatever. other thing uh, that seemed, it seemed like Vader was having some hard time with these near falls. Didn't like he seem, wasn't fast enough? Yeah, or? like he wasn't fast enough to kick out of the near falls. I don't know what was happening, but... Have we, you seen him, though? He's massive, or he was massive. Well, we'll we're going to... We'll make up for it with a WCW Vader match because that's where his prime and in Japan, but you know. Actually, Vader's prime was when he was on Boy Meets World. <laughs> Fair enough, which I believe was when he was. Oh, he was in WWF, I believe, at that time. Yes. Um, the, the greatness of that episode. Big old tombstone to end the match. And Paul Bear just leaves Vader there. He just leaves. Yeah, him. just leaves him there. I think, I can't remember who said it. I don't think it was JR, but somebody said that Vader is one tough hombre. Yes. And I was like, hombre? Hombre. You're not, no, he, no, he pronounced the H, like hard H. Hombre. Hombre? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't. This is so ridiculous. Like, uh, Then we move on to the good guys interview for the main event. What a weird fucking team they've assembled. Right. What'd you think of this? That was a bizarre Justice League of choices. <laughs> like, but Stone Cold, that entire time is my life mood. Oh, he was my just goodness, standing yeah. there staring at the ceiling and holding that beer as if it was the very thing keeping his patience tethered to this fucking planet. It seemed like it was. And then when it, it was his turn. It probably was because he left before it even ended. When it was his turn to talk, he was like, I'm out of here. He was No, he left before he left before it even ended to be his turn to talk. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. like, Legion of Doom started talking, and he was like, I'm fucking done. Yes. It was like, what a rush, and then he was done. Also, uh, Legion of Doom, OG Zuba's Mafia. Yeah. So excited. I love Legion of Doom. Respect. Like, just just the what a rush. I was like, oh my god. I was like, they're like weird. Like, like if if you put like Mojo Rally in, in the Mad Max universe, huh? it would be Legion of Doom. Interesting. Yes. Uh, the pop for the Canadian National Anthem, my goodness. By the Canadian Dixie Chicks, no less. Yeah, we also have Stu and Helen Hart, the leaders of the Hart Dynasty at ringside. Stu, 82 years old at this point. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And it's time, main event time, Marianne. The team of Goldust, Ken Shamrock, Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom, and Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on the team of the Hart Foundation, which is Bret Hart, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, and Brian Pillman. I was really proud of myself that I knew everyone's name. <laughs> well, good. 
Also, um, yeah, so it's, it's that main event, and Stone Cold is just the fucking coolest, okay? Yeah, man. Just look at him. He's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, he came out, and I was like, oh, my God, he's the best. I love Stone Cold. Yeah. He's so cool. Definitely. Um, My biggest note that I took away from this is the British Bulldog was way too hot for his wife. Oh, does that um does that warrant a button press? Oh, no, 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 no. Not quite a button. Not quite a button press, right, but right. she married up. My God. And they created uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. All hail. She married up. She's not very pretty. Goodness gracious. She's so plain. It's mentioned um, uh, that they are filming a documentary on Bret Hart's life, which would be uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Wrestling with Shadows because all the people he's wrestling with are currently dead. Well, I mean, sure, but also, yeah. <laughs> That was very depressing. When it was like, here comes all the people who have passed away, and here it comes the me, person they it, left behind. It seriously took me ha- like not quite half the match to re- to fully realize that ever that it was Bret Hart and all his friends are dead. I mean, and Hawk is also dead. Yeah, and Hawk is also dead. Yeah. So I mean, but um, it's an entire team of people. What I was talking about though with kayfabe though. Is there was somebody walking by in the background that just had a sign that said "What's kayfabe?" <laughs> Great. And I think that was 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 WWF like just the era of people walking around in the background with their signs because you don't see that much anymore. Mostly because the way stadiums are built, you can't freely walk like that. I mean, yeah, I guess. And this stadium was so fucking Canadian that they it was it was permanently set up for a hockey ring. Yes, yes, it so was. So there was like in the penalty box. Like there, there is no takeaway, and it becomes a basketball court, like the SAP Center. Yes, it's like permanently a hockey ring. Absolutely. Oh my god! So we start out with the captains, and the captains are Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Obviously, look at this camera shake, Marianne. Fucking Multi- insane! Multiple times during this main event, this camera was going absolutely insane. Um. There are a lot tripping over the court a lot. Let's be fair. Yes, uh, a lot of breakdowns in this match, and what I mean by that is we have two people in the ring, and then ten people are suddenly in the ring. Yes, um, I really loved all like of everybody the... was there for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Like their teams were truly there for each other, despite the weirdness. Um, my you talk about. Um... I loved Animal and Owen one-on-one in the ring i thought that was really cool and then also shamrock and neidhart and watching neidhart just lay these elbows in to ken shamrock i was like did neidhart ever wrestle in japan so i wanted to see if jim neidhart actually wrestled in japan and he did so i'm gonna go back and listen to those because he was laying in those elbows mighty heavily yeah um my why is it that I was like I I know what Owen Hart looks like, but then like seeing him, oh, it's because they mentioned he did get a haircut. <laughs> I was like, bro, his head has corners. <laughs> it is like flat in the back, like when you when you don't rotate a baby when they're like sleeping when they're little, yeah, and they get that syndrome where the back of their head is just a flat as a board, yeah. like Indian, like like Native American babies used to get it when they were strapped to their little like um, papoose thingies. Yes, where the back of their head was just flat. Yeah, that was Owen Hart. Um, a lot of mayhem and insanity going on in this match. Uh, Bruce Hart yeah, trying sure. to trying to get him some of Stone Cold after Stone Cold hit a, hit Owen's leg with a chair. Um, Owen signed up for it. Bruce, calm the fuck down. <laughs> uh, then we get the same turnaround with Austin 
getting hit, I think, with a fire extinguisher in his yes. knee. It was a fire extinguisher, and then he got his leg bent around like a pretzel. Like, well, no, Bret Hart was bent like a pretzel around Austin's leg. Yeah, and uh, Austin's gone, and Owen's not gone. I think he's just hanging out on the, the side. And I love no, that. No, Owen left first, and then Austin afterwards. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also love that Brian Pillman, uh, I think, didn't actually wrestle one-on-one with anyone in this match yes he did did he yeah i must have completely don't ask me who because i don't i wouldn't be able to tell you but he did i i, I it was oh no he wrestled uh was a hawker animal oh it was very brief though i feel no because i just remember like like seeing enough brian pillman then just going he has such like like such cool swagger that yes. and like if a hot tag was a person like there was so much like 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 slow burn hot tag. Yeah, he was playing the part of the defender a lot in this though, making Him sure and his that sweet blue lagoon hair. <laughs> um also because he died like four months later, R.I.P. Yeah. Um yeah. I really like Brian Pillman. He's great. I do see like watching this now, I do see the comparisons that people make of Brian Pillman and Dean Ambrose. Yeah. They carry themselves in the same kind of hectic, like I can't contain it. Yeah type of manner do you know what i mean i do yes like i need to i need to like i'm way too physically excited and i need to like pound somebody's face in like right now thank (laughs) you like like i'm hyped up on my add meds and i can't like fucking calm the fuck down um austin is back and it's austin and brett just how we started out uh owen comes back and then we're outside and I apparently I was so excited I didn't spell anything correctly in this note. Yeah, you did not put grabbed first of all. I had absolutely no idea what you It was <laughs> it was like grat and yeah. and stut heart. <laughs> so he grabs Stu Hart and then everyone is he's just beating up the entire Hart family and the referee is just like, Well, this is my life. Was it the same referee from earlier? Did they rotate referees? I can't tell. They rotate referees, but I couldn't tell. Because if so, that ref checked out like two matches ago. Yes. And, um... Oh, I forgot to... Sorry, I forgot to highlight this. Yeah, because I, I was like, this it is was, not it my was, Yeah, I know you didn't recognize it at all. Um, I liked it, like it better when the announcer's table actually moves when they hit it. Yeah. Like, none of this hard panel shit. Yes. Like, they hit that table, and everything flew everywhere. Yeah, it's good stuff. It, it makes it, it makes it, it, it makes it seem more destructive. Yes. And then they wouldn't have to take off the top panel of everything and be like, look, I'm destroying this announcer table. Really, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, and it, it's, I know they're trying to make it look like, oh, this announcer table is really hard and it's going to fucking hurt a lot. But I think it's cooler when it does more damage yeah. like, to the physical announcer table than it does to the actual person. Absolutely. It's more distracting that way. Uh, a lot of pandemonium's going on. Um, Owen rolls up Austin and grabs the tights for the win. Everyone is brawling. There are cops. Uh, none of them are hot. Very true. Everyone is just beating the shit out of Austin. Austin gets handcuffed and taken away. And uh, we have literally every member of the Hart family in the ring. And I Except believe Natty. somebody says, Which... we've got grandchildren in the ring. I think it was, <laughs> I'm very sure it was Jr. Probably. That sounds like something Jr. would say. Yes. This would have been the only time you wouldn't hear me complaining about having to see Natty. I mean, she c- might have been in there. Maybe I don't we think just... she was. Maybe we. Yeah, all right. But we did see. I, I mean, I saw Harry Smith for sure. Davy Boy Smith Jr. in there. It was crazy. It was crazy stuff. And then I actually looked up the Hart family tree, and some of the the grandkids are wrestling, but I think they've just started out. So 
crazy. There you go. So that was that was Canadian Stampede, and it was a fucking crazy show, but it was, it was a lot of fun. We might even say a stampede. Yes. So next week, Marianne, I mentioned we actually mentioned these two people. We have our resident Pokemon, uh, Cactus Jack. And he will be taking on uh, Big Van Vader, which I did not put in these. And this is from Halloween Havoc 1993. Uh, I'm very excited to revisit this. I believe it was a street fight of some sort. And uh, get ready to watch old Mick Foley get the holy shit beat out of him. Why, why is his name Vader? Do you know? I don't know. Um, I'm not exactly sure why his name is Vader. Um, because Vader, obviously Darth Vader... Yeah, but I, then the German word for father is Vater. I don't even think he got that name Vader until he went to Japan, I'm pretty sure. Um, and they can't even pronounce Vs. And it's probably, I, I, I'm not really sure. They say, oh, His new identity was based on a strong warrior of the same name from Japanese folklore. There you go. Vader? I guess. I don't they can't know. say Vs. They like physically can't. There's no V in their alphabet. I mean... All right, but that's what it says here. Okay. So there, there you go. Um, we got some news. Um, Pac has returned, Marianne. Yeah, Neville he is back. He looks like an upside down Dorito. That he does. He is in Dragon Gate, which is a promotion I just recently started getting into, thanks to Dan. He joined uh, the faction uh, Red, which I'm not sure what Red stands for, but also like Echo Red, the brand. Maybe, but also very funny <laughs> that uh, wasn't his finishing maneuver called the Red Arrow? Yeah. Interesting. He also uh, attacked uh, new John Pingo favorite, Shingo. To got, yeah. He attacked Shingo when he came back. Um, so there, Pac is in Dragon Gate. I will say that right now. And man. All I'm people can talk about are his fucking abs. Probably going to repeat it when we get to the questions. Uh, Joey Janelle is out for at least a year. They said it's worse than they originally thought, which is very sad. Uh, however, game... lots of new merch coming out for him. Well, that, but also Game Changer Wrestling is coming to Los Angeles. I believe it's uh, Joey Janela's L.A. Confidential, I think is the name. Yeah. Um, and they've already announced Nick fucking Gage. And, oh, my God. And the great Sasuke, who we just talked about. Yes. So very cool shit. Very excited about that. I bought my ticket. I think I might actually upgrade my ticket because they didn't have when they had the event up first. They were like, here's all the tickets. But there was no like seating. So I'm going to see if I can upgrade my ticket. Figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Uh, Tetsuya Naito promises a new member of Los Ingobernables de Japan. He will be. Part of the, I believe it is a six or eight man tag. Uh, he is just listed as X right now, and they will take on um, Chaos, which is Shoyo, Toriano, and Kazuchika Okada. So we will see who that new member is. I love how all of them have like one syllable names, and then are, then Kazuchika Okada is like <laughs> a fucking mouthful. Yes. Uh, we got some questions. I believe these were both from Wendell. I didn't write it down. I'm not going to go check. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you sound so sorry. Well, they asked beca- because everyone keeps saying, is Pac going to be in Los Ingobernables? No, he's not. He John, showed you up. Fucking lose your mind. You'd be so mad. I had to talk. No, I'd be fine. But he he's in Dragon Gate. He's wrestling that same day in a Dragon Gate show. 
that the the show that King of Pro Wrestling, the New Japan show, it's there's a show the same day. So I, it's not going to be him. Who do you feel like it will be? I hope it's Shingo. I think that would be so fucking cool. That would be so cool. Apparently, he would fit right in. Oh my god! And every single one of them, apparently, they all trained at the same. Uh, they, tra- I read, they all trained somewhere together, like Evil Shingo, Bushi, and uh, Naito all trained at the same place. So I think that would be. For me, that would be great. Uh, Kitamura would be great, too. There's a lot of names. I also saw maybe uh, the turn of, I think, show on Chaos would be interesting as well if they broke up Rapongi 3K. But then they couldn't be part of the best of the Super Junior Tag Tournament that's happening. It's rumored it's going to be a it's going to be a Super Junior. So I in in that case, I hope it's not Shingo. But we'll see. Uh, if Bullet These are just Cl- questions for John. Yeah, these are the only two questions we have. If Bullet Club OG have recruited their four prospects, uh, who would you like to see joining the BCOG soon? So they announced, I think uh, Tomatonga said after their match at um, in Long Beach that they had narrowed it down to four recruits. I think they all said they, they, said they were all juniors. And I think they said one from Australia. Well, one qualifies one as a junior. Uh, it's just like 205, basically. Okay. Um, I think they said one from Australia, two from Europe. They didn't really name where from. Um, if we're going Australia, why not Robbie Eagles? Let's do it. That'd be sick. I love Robbie Eagles. It'd be cool to see him get the uh, the, the old bump over there in New Japan. That's, that's who I would like to see. And that's um, pretty much it. Uh, we're going to talk about this King of Pro Wrestling card next week for sure because we're getting a new member of Los Ingobernables. This card looks like looks amazing, top to bottom. Looks very, very good. So I, I really, don't know, man. Is Dustin on it? Um, where are you? Is he, I don't see him. Hold on. <gasps> then it could be better. No, he's not. He's not wrestling. That's strange. Holy shit! Neither is Beretta. So, interesting. My big boy Dust. Anyway, um, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow John on Twitter at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Tornado Tag Radio, separate words. Uh, rate and review us as well so we can know uh, just how horribly we're doing. <laughs> Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts and also head on over to patreon.com slash NOTLG. Support TTR and all the other podcasts. We're going to try and uh, ramp that up a little better, give you some outtakes and maybe some other stuff starting in 2019. So stay tuned for that. So this has been episode 180, Marianne. Can you believe it? Good fucking God. We're so close to 200. Oh, my God. I know. It's a lot. But uh, there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com. <laughs>